The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Searchmetrics. Searchmetrics sets the standard for innovation in the content and search engine optimization industries. They support businesses who care about understanding both how to use content as a marketing channel and how to improve their organic rankings in Google. If you're an enterprise-level marketer, the Searchmetrics suite of software and services will help you optimize your existing content, help you understand what topics you need to cover next, and how to ensure that your writers produce effective content. There are billions of Google searches happening every day, and Searchmetrics gets your stories to the top. Okay, well, today we're going to talk about the difference between traditional marketing and growth marketing with Graham Hunter, who is the founder of Groundwork Growth. Groundwork Growth is a growth consulting and recruiting firm that helps early stage startups validate their marketing channels and recruit the talent they need to drive scale. In this episode, Graham is going to tell us how he thinks about the difference between growth and marketing and the strategies that he applies to both drive results while keeping an eye on the big picture of marketing. Here's our interview with Graham Hunter from Groundwork Growth. Graham, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me on, Ben. Very excited to talk to you. And let's start off by hearing a little bit about Groundwork Marketing. What's the company do and what's your role? Sure. So I'm the founder of Groundwork Growth. And basically, we come in to seed and series A startups, help them build out a process and a roadmap for all the growth and marketing experiments that they should be trying, and then help them recruit some top talent to execute those. So essentially, you are creating marketing and growth strategies, validating that they work and then handing them off to people to manage them on a full-time basis. Exactly. Before we talk too much about that, walk us through your career and what led you into founding this company. Sure. I've always sort of wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I think that that led me to sort of study entrepreneurship at Temple University. But when I got there, I realized that everyone who, quote unquote, wanted to be an entrepreneur was more excited about being an entrepreneur than they were about actually running the business that they had. And I just noticed that nobody really had any real customers and everyone was like working on conceptual things. So I became kind of like the customer guy for all of the startups in the Temple Startup Incubator. 
then I realized kind of nobody's working on software. Everyone is a little too interested in social impact. And I love social impact. And the first startup I ever went to work for was a social impact company, but they were just sort of like, I'm going to change the world. Everything's going to be great and not really growing their businesses. So I went over to Penn and just hung out there in the venture initiation program, VIP, and got to meet a bunch of entrepreneurs there. And they were serious about growing real businesses. I met the guys at this company called Hydros Bottle. They manufactured a water bottle with a built-in filter. And some of the proceeds went to build water infrastructure projects in developing countries. Loved what they were doing, did a marketing internship, and then became the director of marketing. And from there, I stayed at Hydros for about a year and a half. And then I left to do freelance work. And I just started out building people's AdWords campaigns and setting up their Google Analytics and doing Google Display Network stuff and all sorts of things like that just for whoever would pay me. And that sort of turned into a place where I could be more picky about clients. And then from there, I decided I should probably move to San Francisco if I was serious about working with startups and growing them. And so I moved to San Francisco and joined an agency called Mediasmith, a great media agency that evolved from like an old school programmatic display world into helping companies update their media plans to incorporate things like Facebook and search. And I've done SEO and things like that with them too. And that was the first time I got to spend like real client money, both to drive direct response, but also for brand dollars. And so I got to see a good blend of what direct response at scale looks like and what a brand campaign really looks like and everything in between. From there, I joined Techstars as the first employee of a company called Good April. We worked on automating tax planning for self-employed people, eventually sold that company to TurboTax. And at TurboTax, I got to sort of be the marketer on the uh, Obamacare tax team for about three months. And then I went and joined Tradecraft teaching marketing full-time to uh, people who wanted to level up their careers. Stayed there for about two years and trained 100 people. And then became the director of marketing at Patreon, where I stayed for about a year and a half before starting Groundwork Growth and helping smaller companies build out these growth and marketing roadmaps. So it sounds like you've had, obviously, a few stops in your career along the way and got into training other marketers. Tell me about some of the techniques you used putting together your training materials or sort of what's the syllabus when you're working with people that want to learn marketing? I started out building my syllabus skill by skill. What does a quantitative marketer need to know? Okay, they need to like be an Excel jockey and know SQL and know this handful of analyses that they need to be able to do in whatever platform or program people are using to analyze data. At the same time, we need to learn channels. So we learned SEO, conversion rate optimization, paid, and what the trends and softwares in each of these channels were and what they should try first, depending on the business type. And we talked about process. So really, it started out channel by channel, selecting the best resources to learn that channel and evolved into a more holistic approach to learning marketing in terms of process and some of the soft skills involved and things like that. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. And now you're focused on implementing growth strategies for relatively early stage startups. How is it different training a marketer or somebody who's a marketing enthusiast what the basics are as opposed to building the growth strategies while you're in-house at early stage companies? They're very different and in some ways completely the same. A lot of what I'm doing is sort of training founders how to think about this and how to treat marketing and growth as a function going forward in order to be the most effective. And while I would teach the same exact sort of thought process to some junior people, its application when they're at a new company is probably going to be limited to the vertical that they're in, depending on the role. A lot of people went to be sort of marketing managers who would own a single channel like SEO or paid as a good mid-level marketing manager role that didn't have the chance to implement some of the more wide things that they learned, like experimentation process. So when you're working with early stage companies and helping them set up the growth strategies, you know, you're coming in and working with people that are sort of installed on the marketing team and also training the founders to think about marketing. What are the common things that they don't understand that your preaching needs to be done? It depends on where the founders come from. Founders that come from big companies sort of think of marketing from a blended CAC and a very long-term strategic standpoint and tend to underutilize the importance of direct response marketing like user acquisition in early stages. And then there are sort of like more management consulty product history founders that think of everything as an experiment and undervalue strategic initiatives. And in general, both of those people are trying to assign marketing budgets before they have any data or information about what they might want to try and what might work. So in general, I walk them through how I think about it 
from budgeting to experimentation and channels and boiling those channel experiments down to MVP things that if it works, we can say, hey, maybe there's something here. And if it doesn't, we're saying, okay, cross it off the list and let's keep going. Marketing is the combination of an art and a science and where some people think of marketing as a transactional channel that is about customer acquisition, like you mentioned CAC, and other people think of it as the positioning of my company relative to other options, competition, and sort of market creation and setting the idea that somebody needs a specific product. So tell me a little bit about how you think of what growth is and what marketing is. I think in order to do that, we'd have to sort of look at the history of startups and how marketing fits into that. So when we go all the way back to sort of like old school Silicon Valley, I think that marketers wanted to insert themselves into these companies early on, but all they had were traditional marketing techniques like big brand advertising campaigns and things like that. So a lot of startups spent a lot of money on marketing and it didn't really make a big difference for their company. And I think that created this bad taste in founders' mouths about what marketing's role was in growing an organization. So they go, you know what, those marketing people, they're all fluff and no practicality. They're all soft skills and no analytical skills, yada, yada, yada. We don't need marketing people going forward. I want quantitative, like former management consultants and finance people running my paid acquisition. I don't want marketers, you know, things like that. So growth sort of evolved to me as a positioning away from those old marketing people that you don't want to hire. So to me, it was more about positioning than it was about roles, but it did involve a new type of role. So I think that marketing was formerly a much more siloed function. And I think what we see now is people saying, listen, I'm here to grow the company, to grow revenue, to grow retention, to grow all this stuff. And I don't really care whether or not that means that I have to pull a lever that used to be in the marketing function or not. So it was sort of a broadening of the scope of things like retention and user acquisition and conversion rate optimization and things like that. But it's sort of like more of a catch-all where it's like anything that's not being covered by anyone else that we can use to grow this business, we're going to be responsible for. As a brand marketer and as a growth marketer, I think that the overlap between the two is fundamentally marketers' responsibility is to understand who the customer is, what their needs are, and how to communicate with them. And that has an impact not only on what direction the product should be driven, on what your advertising strategy is, on how you're differentiated from your competition, your pricing, all of those different things, right? Like it touches finance, it touches, obviously, customer acquisition, it touches product, but marketing is really the shepherds of the customer relationship in my head. And then growth is about the experimentation to see what's working and sort of validate a hypothesis that you have to understand if a specific channel or a specific type of message works. Yeah, I like that. I see sort of growth and marketing as this broader function at startups that people need to be developing early on. And once you get to be a larger startup, that growth and marketing would be like separate functions. 
like series B or C and beyond, that there would be like a head of growth and a head of marketing separately. But that early on, I think owning both of those functions of growth and marketing is important and probably falls under the same senior person. I think in terms of job titles, what I've seen is that there is a head of customer acquisition, which is the data scientist running the SEM search engine marketing campaigns or doing SEO analysis, fixing websites, making sure the content is being syndicated, running your Facebook ads, right? Like getting butts in seats. I think of that as customer acquisition. And then there is a brand marketer who is responsible for awareness and positioning and making sure that not only do people know what the company is, but know why they would need the product so they can make the decision on whether they should follow through with any purchase intent. Yeah. I think that in the early stages, like pre-series B, that those things about positioning and value props and even messaging to a large extent have to belong to the founder of the company. In a way, your value prop defines what your business is. And having a marketer come in and finagle with that is like as if you haven't decided who your market is or something like that. Early on, those brand and positioning things really need to belong to a combination of the founder, the product people, and that head of marketing role. And having their responsibility early on being just like finding those channels that can drive conversions and then growing the team into something that can operate at a much more strategic level, like helping to tweak messaging and positioning and things like that as the company grows. I feel like having created, having worked at, and having worked with a handful of early stage startups, what I've seen is that in the early days of a startup, pre-product market fit, you have the flexibility to be able to try on lots of different hats. Yeah, absolutely. So there doesn't necessarily need to be one person that owns the brand and shepherds it in the right direction. Because you can go multiple different directions every week until you find one that works. And then this is kind of where the growth mentality is, is like, okay, we're getting a signal. Let's now head that direction and see what we can do to amplify that signal. And as a company gets more mature, they say, okay, now we have a signal that is meaningful. We have a steady base, but we never really stopped to say what direction we want to go long term. And we really need to pick a lane here. And that's where the need for a brand marketer to come in and sort of figure out positioning and identity and establish and put a little bit more thought behind it comes in. So it seems to me that there are some relatively predictable needs in terms of growth marketing and brand marketing by stage, which sounds like that's what you're saying. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. If I were to take what I perceive to be some of the biggest mistakes that founders make, it's to not find the resources that are appropriate to your stage. Either people are trying to jump the gun and get too much too early, or they're behind and they're being a little too reactionary and only starting to look for something once they need it. And then they realize that it takes six months to find that senior marketing person that they need. And now they're even more behind. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. 
Thanks to Graham Hunter from Groundwork Growth for joining us. Uh, in part two of our interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Graham is going to talk us through how he allocates his marketing budget between strategic, operational, and experimental channels, what his process is for creating marketing experiments, and how he helps companies find the right marketing talent. If you can't wait until the second part of this podcast and you'd like to learn more about Graham and Groundwork Growth, go to groundworkgrowth.com. If you'd like to read the transcript of this podcast, we've published it on our website at martechpod.com, M-A-R-T-C-H-P-O-D.com. Special thanks to you if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast. We, of course, want you to feel like a member of our community. So if you have questions or comments, or if you're a marketer and you'd like to be a guest on our show, feel free to reach out to me directly. You can get in touch with me at podcast at benjshap.com. That's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.com. Or you can contact us on Twitter. Our handle is LLC. If you haven't already subscribed and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our interview with Graham Hunter from Groundwork Growth, we've got some great episodes lined up the next few weeks. So if you're interested in learning about other topics like running CPC campaigns, learning analytics, uh, direct mail, we already have some interviews recorded and we think you're going to learn a lot from them. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast feed and we can stay in touch. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.